This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is Dr. C.B. Scott Jones, a retired fighter pilot, an officer with the Office of Naval Intelligence, who spent 30 years in the intelligence field overseas. He has been involved in government research and development projects for the Defense Nuclear Agency, Defense Intelligence Agency, and Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. He is also a former aide to Senator Claiborne Pell, who has had a long-standing interest in UFOs. We hear about the topics of black ops, ETs, and the metaphysical, but we hardly hear it from a true insider. Tonight's show gives new meaning to the expression, things happen for a reason. There are no coincidences. And Dr. Scott Jones will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show, become a member 
Just go to our website, VeritasShow.com, click on the subscribe button, and receive instant access. Don't wait any longer. For only $7.95 per month, you can listen to all of our material, hundreds of hours, in CD audio quality. And take Veritas with you wherever you go. Subscribe today. And visit the Veritas store, where you can purchase our 8GB USB drives with Seasons 1 or 2, filled with bonus material. Or even MMS. What is MMS? Go to the past shows and listen to Jim Humble's interview. It's better to have it and not need it, than need it and not have it. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website, and also join me on Facebook. And now, get ready to hear the life story from someone truly from the inside, a former naval intelligence officer who tried to persuade even the highest government officials about preparing the nation for contact. He tried and will continue to pursue this goal until the end. As I said at the beginning, we hear a lot about the topic of black ops, the metaphysical and extraterrestrials from third parties. But tonight, you will hear it from a true insider. Dr. Scott Jones is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Dr. C.B. Scott Jones is a retired U.S. Navy commander, pilot, teacher, and humanist who spent half of his life working abroad in Navy intelligence post before serving as special assistant to the late Senator Claiborne Pell, with whom he co-founded the Human Potential Foundation. Jones is formulating a university program called PEACE, the Peace and Emergency Action Coalition for Earth, to engender discussion and readiness or when cosmic cultures meet. The name of a two-year project he completed with Lawrence Rockefeller funding aimed at assessing the implications, preparations, and responses for the time when there is no ambiguity about the understanding that higher intelligences from cosmic cultures are meeting. The name C.B. Scott Jones is both obscure to many, a casual UFO buff, yet widely known among deep seekers of the ufological and parapsychological communities. His work for Senator Claiborne Pell 
investigating paranormal phenomena, and his briefing of President Clinton's science advisor on behalf of Lawrence Rockefeller are the stuff of legend, and yet they are fact. He is the founder of the Human Potential Foundation and the Center for Applied Anomalous Phenomena. He supported the Fund for UFO Research, served on the board and as president of the American Society for Physical Research, and served as board member for Atlantic University, a division of ARE, the Edgar Casey Organization, the Association for Research and Enlightenment. He also helped with the Treatment and Research of Experience Anomalous Trauma Conference at Virginia Tech that brought together many in the UFO, alien abduction, and paranormal research fields. These, and a lifetime of other anomalous experience, make Dr. Cecil B. Scott-Jones an extraordinary guest for tonight's show, and he will straightforwardly reveal all kinds of topics, ranging from black ops, E.T., and the metaphysical. Topics we've heard about, but hardly from an insider. And directly from Kerrville, Texas, I would like to introduce, for the first time on Veritas, Dr. Scott Jones. Hello, Dr. Jones, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I am fine, Mel. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And may I refer to you as Scott? Of course. Thank you. For those around the world who may not know about you, I doubt, give us some background of yourself and tell us how you went from decorated military officer and and war hero to advocating for peace and contact with the visiting others. And we'll explain why you call extraterrestrials the visiting others. Well, I think uh, the simple and, of course, the... uh, uh, the obvious to me explanation for this is that uh, the 30 years that I spent in, in the military and uh, particularly the combat uh, phase of that early in the career during the Korean War, um, it, was, it was obvious to all of us involved in this that, that this is a fairly stupid way to solve problems. And, uh, but we were disciplined and young and eager and uh, and had good equipment and good training, so we did our work. And um, it was uh, unfortunately successful uh, in destruction and death, uh, both to uh, what who we call the enemy and to ourselves. But I don't think anyone walks away from combat experience uh, without deep reflection uh, if they survive it. And uh, so that is what I think is a fairly obvious motivating factor to think, well, if problem-solving by violence uh, is not terribly effective, uh, and but terribly expensive uh, in, in blood and treasure, uh, what can we do? Uh, and I, so I stayed with that thought for many years. You know, my, my current board members... Uh, uh, have told me uh, independently and now together when we when we meet that uh, my the 30 years in the military was perhaps an overlong apprenticeship to get involved in peace work uh, that perhaps a smarter guy would have cut up in half and get down to doing what uh, he could do for peace and lessen that time but Mel the, the reality is that uh, I was learning uh, a number of things. And just to give you an example, when I was in the intelligence directorate at Stuttgart, uh, Germany, uh, as part of the U.S. Um, uh, European Command, 
Um, we had a brilliant uh, boss there, a four-star Air Force uh, general, um, who was really quite unusual. And uh, he came up, uh, you know, this was at the very beginning. Uh, this was before PowerPoint or any of the, uh, the well-known and well-used uh, uh, applications. Uh, he challenged us at one meeting. Uh, I was representing uh, my directorate, which was uh, of target intelligence. He said, you know, when uh, CODELs, the congressional delegations, come here, uh, as they do frequently and bringing their families, uh, that's a great opportunity for us. I always have a list of things uh, that I want to bring up to them, and they're very generous in listening to me. Uh, but I want to maximize that time. Could you guys come up with some sort of a little pony show that would set the scene so that I certainly get their attention and uh, we ended up uh, end up with uh, what we think we deserve and certainly need? And so we did, and I contributed to the, the target intelligence component of that. Uh, the first time that he, I was in uh, in the back of the of, of the war room. Uh, for the first uh, congressional delegation that got that. And it was a gangbusters. It was, you know, literally a jaw-dropping experience. Um, very slickly, he started off, he said, well, gentlemen, I'm glad to see you again. Um, you're always welcome here in Stuttgart. Uh, I'd like to present something to you. It'll take about seven minutes. He knew exactly how long it would take, well-rehearsed. Uh, that shows you the current situation. It's sort of like a little visual war game for you. And we had it rigged so we only had to hit one button, and the, the lights went down, and then the backlit great displays uh, came on, and uh, literally uh, it walked through with voiceover, uh, an attack by the, the Soviet uh, and uh, Warsaw, uh, Warsaw Pact forces, the massive tax coming through the Folder Gap, uh, NATO forces retreating and fighting until the voiceover says at this point, uh, NATO commanders realize that release of nuclear weapons is required, and that request is made of the President of the United States. And then, boom, the lights come on. And uh, it was awesome. And you know, Mel, what I got from that was, you know, someday I needed to use something like this as powerful as it is for war, for peace. And that was the genesis, the beginning of what I have created, the Peace Room, which several universities around the world have adopted. And we'll definitely uh, discuss this. Uh, you working with the with another Veritas veteran, a good friend of the show, Neil Freer. Uh, we'll talk about this later in the show, but I want to go in steps uh, in chronological order because right. I, I know there was an event in your life that's still very emotional to you. And unfortunately, perhaps some people had to lose their lives in order for you to do what you do now. So if you could tell us what happened. there Was, it, was this in the Korean War Theater? Well, yeah, um, there were a number of those. Can you be a bit more specific, Mel? Yes, uh, there was a fa the, sure. there was a family that uh, unfortunately lost their life as you were in the area. 
Tell us about yeah. that. Well, the you know this was the first time that uh, jets were involved in in, uh, in in combat since the limited use by uh, by German jets at the very end of World War II. Right. And of course, the Allies did not have a counterpart. Uh, but now the Navy, uh, the Air Force had uh, the generation, the F-86 Sabre. Uh, the Navy uh, was a generation behind with the straight wing. Uh, uh, I was flying the F-9F Panther, uh, uh, Grumman product. Uh, and the Navy really had no experience using jets in, in combat. They couldn't carry a heavy bomb load. The F-86 was superior uh, to the what the Navy had, and a and a match for the MiG-15, which we were running into. So reasonably and logically and correctly, the Air Force got the mission uh, to engage the the MiG-15s, and we had to figure out what else to do. Well, we soon found out that low-level, uh, long-range reconnaissance. Uh, was a, a great mission uh, for for the jets, and so at least uh, 20% of what we flew uh, were those long-range uh, intelligence gathering missions, and it was on one of these missions. Now we control the air, uh, and therefore control uh, ground movements, uh, logistic movements during the daytime. It was just simply too dangerous for the Chinese and the North Koreans to move things in the daytime. Right. So the logistics moved at night, and they tried to hide them before the sunrise. And it was up to us to try to find these uh, very well camouflaged uh, locations, uh, always not too far off of roads, and inevitably in the vast tunnel system of the rail system. And knocking those out in the, in the tunnels were very difficult with the weapons that we had then. So this was on a uh, a long range reconnaissance, uh, low level uh, flight. Uh, we would fly uh, anywhere between 1,500 and 2,500 feet, and over time became very uh, capable of picking up the very slightest clue. Our job was to mark the chart. Uh, and if we could uh, make one pass to get something burning uh, and then could continue on the route, come back, debrief with the intelligence officer, and the next strike uh, would uh, try to carrying heavier weapons than we did uh, uh, to take on and destroy the, the targets. Well, at the end of that route, there was uh, out of the valley, and then there was a very high plateau and then that plateau went right to the border between North Korea and China. And as uh, usually, we made our turn before we went up that escarpment. But uh, for some reason, I decided to take a peek over the top. And so I pulled up and went over. And very much to my surprise, on the road leading north out of there, there was an ox cart. And surrounding it were uh, military in uh, white uniforms. This was in the winter, uh, but clearly identified, uh, identifiable, uh, and apparently escorting whatever was in the cart. To me, at that moment, it appeared to be a legitimate military target. Right. So I pulled up, got some altitude, turned on the master arming switch, 
which armed four nose-mounted 20-millimeter cannons. Mm. Every third round was uh, an explosive. Every third round. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.